Well, hello. Look at you. Hello and welcome. I'm back. That's what they say anyways. It's Trucking Answers, the podcast, and we already knew it was a podcast because we're listening to one. I'll probably never stop saying that, even though I should. So I'm here today with Gracie, my co-host, who's currently awake, surprisingly, and getting ready to jump in at any moment. She was kneading on a blanket a minute ago, but she's just looking at me right now. We're right now in 42 countries still, and look, Texas, Texas, let me tell you, you're in the lead for downloads here, but you better get with it. California is hot on your heels, and they're number two and getting ready to get uh, to get closer. So today we're going to have some trucking news, some automotive news, depending on how much time we have, but we will always, we'll always have a reason why we don't live on Mars. Do you know why we don't live on Mars? Because there's a bunch of dumb, stupid, idiot people here that have to waste tax money on buying dry cheese sandwiches and subsidizing their honey buns. And I don't mean the kind that they get with their celly. I mean the kind from the commissary. And that wastes time, and so I can't go live on the planet, uh, Mars. Did you know Arnold Schwarzenegger did a documentary about Mars? Do you recall that movie? Well, it was pretty good. And uh, so I can't wait to live there and... Once all my tax money stops going to idiots on this planet, of which there seem to be a never-ending supply of. So today I want to talk about a few things before we get into the regular things, things that are on my mind. They, uh, you know, are trucking and then some not trucking because we talk about trucking, you know, we do some business and then even beyond that we talk about, well, what? Oh, we can't say that? Somebody's already got those? That name? Who? Really? Oh, yeah, isn't that guy that's supposed to go... They want you to go like 52 miles an hour all day. Yeah, okay. Well, anyway, we're going to talk about things, <laughs> trucking and a little more than trucking because it's a podcast so we can go into depth about things that have been in the news this week that are probably on your mind as well, I hope. We'll start with our convoy update. Canadian uh, Freedom Convoy also here. So current the current situation in the United States is supposed to, we're supposed to show up in Indio, California on March 4th and they're going to leave March 6th. To go to dc that's on 10 so probably 10 and the south route through to 40 and across look i'll tell you this i don't know if you saw this in the news the press could not be more smearing this freedom convoy than it has been it started in canada which i talked about in the last podcast and it is spread here because the press is just a mouthpiece for the government that's it and i don't care which side you listen to Right, none of them are much better than the other. One may be slightly better, but either way, you know, you're on two sides of the same coin here. They're already out there saying, "Oh, well, you are never gonna. Your Super Bowl is going to be disrupted." All right, the Super Bowl is long before they can get all this organized. All right, so I will tell you that that's not going to be a problem. And plus, is that what you're worried about? Is that what the people are, and that probably is. That's the saddest part of this. Is that people would be upset? Not that they, not that they lost their freedoms. Not that they have to be locked in their house against the Constitution. None of that. Not that their businesses shut down. Not that they lost their way to make money. Uh, nothing to make a living. No, the Super Bowl might not happen. And when once people say to themselves, you know what, that's a big deal. I'm not going to get to see people that I don't know play a game that I don't play. Uh, be, and be mad at people that I don't know because they lost or be happy because some people win that I had nothing to do with. I mean, come on. This is freedom without 
choice. There's no freedom. Okay, so forget your Super Bowl, even though this isn't going to have anything to do with anything. Now the Department of Homeland Security came out and said, look, look out because these truck drivers, they're going to be run amok everywhere across the country and scaring children, basically, and flashing old ladies. And I mean, come on, come on. But that's that's how it is. And that's where people get their news. They see a headline and that's it. They're not like, oh, well, I guess I could better go hide in my house because the government told me to. You know, I don't even know what to say. I still maintain that this started, you know, this starts, how do, you, how do you get people to believe this? Well, you teach it to them from the time they're three years old in school. That's how. You know, so once the government runs the schools, you're done. <laughs> you know, you don't have to change, uh, you know, history. All you got to do is run the schools. You know, you can tear down a statue while you want. But, you know, once you teach the history in the schools, that's it. That's it. So that's where we are in the convoy. By the way, the weasel scumbag Michigan governor has offered help to Canada and said, look, because they can't get any truck drivers to uh, run tow trucks up there to tow these trucks off the Ambassador Bridge. I love it. And Ford's all, and now Toyota, too. They're all like, oh, did you see that this week in the news? We can't get parts for our cars. We well, should make the parts in the United States, and you wouldn't have to worry about it. But... So we can't sell all of our overpriced $90,000 pickup trucks to people and then have dealer markups on them. And so the governor of Michigan, that scum, scumbag, said she will send tow trucks up there because they can't get anybody to do it to clear the bridge. This is what it's come down to. This is what it's come down to. Right in, in the uh, right here. The Michigan governor is going to help a whole country. The other side of the convoy here is this. How many people will participate? I don't know. It's going to be mostly owner-operators. And I want to tell company drivers this. Think about this. If you want to do, if you're in the area and want to get in on this, I will tell you, depending on how your truck looks, uh, if if the name of the company can be read, I don't know if I would do that if you want to keep your job. Companies do not want any part of this, right? Because they don't want to be seen as anti-anything. The ATA won't even comment on it. We have no comment, they said. So they, the companies don't want So if you are at work at a company that has a unique truck or it's got their name emblazoned on the trailer, gigantic letters or whatever, uh, and you just jump in that and you're on the news, you could get fired. So think it, think it through. <laughs> think that kind of thing through. If it comes by me anywhere, you know, close, I will show up in my car and participate. Okay. In my part, you don't have to do the whole convoy. The idea is just to keep enough people in it all the way across. So join it as it comes by you. And then you can, you know, jump back out or whatever. I'll fill up Trucking Answers Mobile Unit 1 with supplies and head to the convoy if it comes by. Now, one of the routes is 10, so I'm not driving to Slide out Louisiana. But, uh, you know, if they come by here, I'll uh, I'll go down there. We'll film it, you know, get it out there and all that, see what's going on. Now, look, you might have heard these other things in the news, and I just can't take it. I just can't take it. They should almost be in the reason we're not on Mars. Uh, but we'll have another reason for that. Did you see this? And Jen Saka tried to walk it back. $30 million for crack pipes. All right, oh, come on. I don't care which side of the table you're on, who you voted for. Does anybody really think that's a good idea? This is tax dollars. Your dollars. And they asked Saki, a reporter, I don't know who they were for. Hey, he goes, are there really going to be crack pipes? Because it's a 
safe smoking kit that they're handing out. So it's got needles and stuff. It's to do drugs safely. I love it. I love it. And one of the things listed, and there's a pipe on the, not the ingredient list, but the list of items in, in the container that they're going to hand out to drug addicts. And he goes, is this a crack pipe? Is there a crack pipe in here? And she goes, look, uh, people that put that out about that are just Republicans. I swear to you, this is what she said. They're just Republicans who just don't want to help people that are on drugs. What we're trying to do is help people that are on drugs to live better lives. And he goes, oh, okay, that's nice. Yes or no? He goes, are there crack pipes in here? <laughs> and she goes, see, this is just a smear campaign by the Republicans. She wouldn't answer the question. Okay, she would not answer. He should have pressed her and said yes or no. But um, the thing is, it's a yes or no. And the the real problem, I just can't stand it. I'm like almost at a loss for words, which is unusual for me. So I looked up the law here in Indiana. Do you know if I am in possession of a crack pipe? Okay, it is a misdemeanor in this state. <laughs> Drug paraphernalia misdemeanor. I can get charged with a misdemeanor for possessing a pipe that the government gives me. So the government gives it to me. A cop could be standing there and then arrest me, charge me with a misdemeanor. What do you think about that? I don't think a good way to help people stop doing drugs is to help them do drugs safely. Uh, that's just my opinion, okay? If you want to have a drug treatment center and do stuff there, that's one thing. But you don't help people do drugs. For instance, if you were like an alcoholic, I wouldn't buy you more cases of beer, go stop making that beer yourself you're not doing it right here's some beer for you okay we're going to take you and get you some kind of treatment to help you if you want help right it has to be something you want also just driving somebody to the treatment center doesn't do any good but i'm certainly not going to encourage people by handing out these kits and they have the, they hand needles out here in lafayette indiana it's the dumbest thing i've ever heard and ironically people by the needle handout center which is downtown are all complaining that there's a bunch of drug addicts and needles in their neighborhood oh what do you think you duh really yeah that's where the drug addicts go to get needles they don't even make you bring the old ones back they should at least do that Ex direct exchange they don't even do that you can just go and ask you get 50 at a time 50 now, i don't know how many you use in a day uh you know or if you can reuse them i don't know if it's just you why can't you reuse it a couple times I have no, people that shave use a razor more than once, so uh, you use a straight razor. I don't understand it. I don't do drugs. See, I don't know how, how all this works, but I thought this was like one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in my life. And they said it was for racial equity. Did you see that? <clears throat> yeah, we're going to talk about that in this in this episode. Some is is it because white people get better crack pipes? Is that what they're saying? Like I have access to better crack pipes because of my race? What kind of dumb thing is that? <laughs> are people they said like um how did they put it right disenfranchised people don't have the same access access to what illegal drugs come on this is the dumbest thing it's so patronizing too for people that are on that end of it right if you're somebody that they're talking about you know someone a disenfranchised person what you should be super mad about that that i get a better crack pipe than you is that what happened people got together and said hey you know Mark's white over there. He gets great crack pipe access. I can't even get the cheap cracked up ones. You know, mine are all broken. I mean, come on. Come on, racial equity. And speaking of racial equity, I'm sure you heard this. Emojis are now racist. Yeah. NPR 
And this was in the news, too. I think a m- number of people covered it. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. The crack pipe. Hang on a second. Back back in the, back in the backing up the train here for a second. And I posted about it and got a fact check on it. And then even CNN came out and called out the fact checkers and saying, look, this it's a true story and they shouldn't be fact checking this stuff. Hilarious because the press wants to, you know, some people in the press, the fact checkers want don't want this story out there. Just incredible. Just incredible. Okay, back to racist emojis. Three people from NPR, which is taxpayer funded garbage radio, even though I listen to it some days. Uh, especially for click and clack. That's part of the good part of it. Uh, They're talking about the emoji colors are racist. Do you ever think about that when you get an emoji? They actually talked to a couple people that said they were confused. One woman said, you know, she doesn't know which one to pick out to send to people. Because some of them, I don't know if you've seen that now, they come in different skin colors. So you can pick, there's like thousands of them now. They used to just be like two emojis, a middle finger and a smiley face. And so now there's lots of them, and they're different colors. Why Why do you have to pick anyone out? You just, I just picked the first one out. Because they'll have a little search bar, and I have to pick a thumbs up, and then whatever comes up, I send. I don't think anything about it. Do people actually think about this? Is your life so great that you have time to think about racist emojis? I mean, you must have no issues in your life, which is awesome. I mean, you're living a great life. Can we just get past this for two seconds and say emojis might just be emojis? They actually talked about white privilege for the yellow emojis. That when you send that, you're sending a message of your privilege. And I thought, no, I'm just sending somebody a middle finger because I think what they said is stupid. How about that? Stupid. Three reporters spent time and tax money writing the story they actually had some emoji expert from some college now you wonder why people have college debt all right if you go and get an advanced degree in emoji studies i mean what do you think is going to happen to your life you are a loser oh my god what kind of classes do they have to study that how to draw a cow emoji i mean come on come on look we have got to get past this. You know, this country is rolling around the toilet bowl at the moment. You're locked in your house. You got racist emojis. The government hands out crack pipes. I don't know what's happened in the last year. I just don't get it. I really don't get it. And I cannot believe anybody is on the side of handing out crack pipes, anybody. I'm just really stuck on that. And the other thing, look, Joe Rogan. All right, so he's been out there. By the way, this podcast featured on Spotify and all fine podcasting platforms. So thank you, Spotify, for carrying this podcast. And we will remain on there as long as they'll have us. He keeps apologizing. This guy's turned into the John Cena of Spotify. All right, because John Cena's big weasel apologized to China, right, for calling Taiwan a country, which it is. All right, and it's separate from China. Okay, so suck it, China. And uh, Joe Rogan has been out there apologizing. Well, you know, I should speak differently. But screw those people. <laughs> right? If you got an opinion and you say it, stick by it. Because somebody says, well, you know, we're going to do this. Oh, well, I better apologize. Forget those people, all right? Forget them. And I will tell you this. People have called for Joe Rogan's removal because he's been using words on there that some people find offensive. Apparently, they've taken down a hundred of his podcasts. All right? 
until you call for the removal of every song and every other podcast out there with those same words, you are a hypocrite, and I don't want to hear about it. Okay, talk about removing artists, and, and I have my hands up with quotes, that sing these kind of songs with those same words in them. Remove them. If the word's offensive, remove it. There's other many other podcasters that are way rougher than his podcast. All right, have them removed. But I don't hear that because it isn't about that, is it? It isn't about that. There's different things in play, kind of like our emoji story, right? Right, so that's what's, uh, that's, uh, that starts this going. The Loves and Gary <laughs> burned to the ground this week, apparently. And the Denny's, oh no, my super slap it, flap it, and flip it. I can't get up there now, right? Because the Denny's next door burned to the ground. Nobody got hurt, but apparently the Loves and Gary's closed. So what? from what I understand, all the prostitutes, hobos, beggars, thieves... Uh, just like they said at Blazing Saddles, right? That list that uh, Harvey Corman uh, gave out. He's talking to Taggart. You remember that? And he says, hey, I want you to round up every vicious criminal gunslinger in the West. Take this down. And then Taggart, looking for a pencil on a piece of paper. He can't find one. And Hedy Lamar, it's Headley, says, <laughs> rustlers, cutthroats, murderers, bounty hunters, desperados, mugs, pugs, thugs, nitwits, halfwits, dimwits, vipers, snipers, conmen, Indian agents, Mexican bandits, muggers, buggers, bushwhackers, hornswogglers, horse thieves, bull dykes, train robbers, bank robbers, and Methodists. <laughs> He's like, can you repeat that? I just found his pencil. Oh, my gosh. That's all the people that are up there right now that were at the Loves that have to go somewhere else. And uh, thanks to Mel Brooks for a great movie on that one. I want to ask you now if you've considered that some places we go and some trucking companies, they don't treat drivers really as the professionals that they say we are. But if we come together and speak with one voice from one place, we can make a change. We can educate people. We can advocate for change, and we can take action where necessary to make change happen. If you've thought this is a good idea but didn't know where to go, consider joining the United Federation of Commercial Drivers. Go to UFCD.org. Check out our private Facebook page, which you can just ask and join, and um, then consider joining as a paid member. We will advocate, we will educate, and we will take action where necessary to make trucking what it should be which is awesome. So ufcd.org. So I want to put this out there for people considering getting on YouTube. I, there's been a driver out there. He's put out a few videos and then got fired. And here's the thing. Uh, so I watched a couple of these and I wrote him a letter about it. He was working, of course, for a mega carrier and filming himself driving. And I'm going to tell you, when you are driving, and then he would have videos of the truck, him backing in, and so you cannot do that. All right, I'm going to tell you this. You can't do that. I even think it's unsafe, okay, in the semi to be doing that, especially when you're continually looking at the phone to do your video. All right, we can't be doing that. But I'll tell you, companies generally have a strict policy about this, and I, they he lasted longer than I thought he would. Uh, they called him in and fired him. And, of course, they fired him because this is a liability problem from the company's perspective. Imagine this. Company gets in an accident or say you get in an accident and it's a, you know, a bad accident and some lawyer gets a hold of it. Okay. What do you think they're going to do? I'm going to pull all your videos and post them. 
in court if it comes down to that or get a much bigger settlement and say, look, this company, they don't make people drive. They're busy shooting videos instead of driving. What do you think a jury full of Edna Schmiegelheimers are going to think about that? They're not going to like it. And so the company has to immediately terminate you because they can't have this kind of liability. So they can go and say, well, look, as soon as we find this stuff, we fire people and we got policies against it. So what I'm telling you, if you want to recruit for your company on YouTube or whatever, you know, that's up to you. But filming driving where you're continually talking to a camera, even if it's not live, even if you're doing a video talking about it, I'm going to tell you, you will likely get fired when they find out. Okay, likely. Some companies search for themselves. He had the name of the company all the time in his videos. And, you know, that's one thing. But, you know, and he they weren't paying him anything anyways. So he's better off leaving the place. But I'll tell you, you know, they're gonna. this is going to go on basically your permanent record. When you, if you put them down, they're going to say, yeah, we fired him for a safety problem, they could say. Or, you know, because he shoots videos while he's driving. I'm going to encourage you not to do that. To not shoot while you're driving. If, you know, if you put a camera up there and you're just shooting the road, as long as you're not narrating it kind of thing, might be one thing. But when you put the company in there, you've got a problem. So be very very careful. This person has been driving well, a few weeks now, I guess, a month or two, and already they're fired from their first company for what will go down probably as a safety violation. It might go on his DAC. Okay, I don't know what they'll write on the DAC for that, so be careful about it. A couple of those, and you will likely not be able to get another job somewhere. Be very careful about it. The J.D. Power Dependability Study came out, and this is a study of three-year-old vehicles. Okay, so this is a study of three-year-old and how dependable they are. And what do you think about this? So let's talk about the three-year-old vehicles. The first set is the mass market brands for cars and minivans. Okay, let's see what J.D. Power has to say about that. In compact car, the most dependable compact car was a Toyota Corolla. Compact sporty car, the MX-5 Miata, right? So there's not that many compact sporty cars. So mid-size car, Hyundai Sonata, most dependable. Mid-size sporty car, Mustang. All right, but again, same problem. Large car, Impala. Somewhat ironically, they don't sell Impalas anymore. That was the last year for the Impala, I think, maybe 20. This is for 19, so all right, I guess you buy a used one. And... For minivans was the Dodge Grand Caravan, which I think 20 or 21 was the last year for the Grand Caravan. Also, they've been making that thing for a thousand years. I drove one. Uh, we had to take some drivers to Detroit to pick a few trucks up. And so I went and got a minivan from Enterprise because they'll pick you up. And uh, I thought, all right, Grand Caravan. Oh, my God. It was like the worst minivan I ever drove. It was dependable. Yeah, it drove me up there and back. It hardly any miles on it. It was total crap. Uncomfortable as crap. Everything rattled in it, loud. I mean, really terrible. It only had maybe 6,000 miles on it. So very, very disappointed in that kind of thing. All right, so small SUVs and pickups, uh, you know, SUVs. Buick Encore, small SUV. <laughs> nice. Okay, never would buy one. It's made in China. Compact SUV, Buick Envision, midsize. Hyundai Santa Fe, upper midsize, whatever that means, Kia Sorento. The large SUV, the Suburban. All right, they've been making those things for years. People love them. Midsize pickup, Nissan Frontier, but we're looking at 2019s. So at that point, the Nissan Frontier, I think, was 12 years old. And that's the thing about cars. After a few years, they seem to get better. So, and light duty, I said duty, that's funny. Toyota Tundra, 
Toyota Tundra pickup truck, which, again, in 19, very old. It's just getting redone. And large, heavy duty, I got to say it again, was the Chevy Silverado. <clears throat> Premium models, right? A compact BMW 4 Series. Oh, all right. Premium midsize, Lincoln MKZ. I don't think so. That's a Fusion. And all people complain about are problems with it. So, uh, because of all the tech. Small SUV Lexus UX. Have you ever seen one of those things? It's super freaking tiny. I'm not paying 40 grand for something that I can't even put, you know, uh, a man purse in. Uh, Nexus, a Lexus NX is the compact. And then the midsize R, Lexus RX. It might as well just be all Lexus. And then upper is Porsche Cayenne. Yeah, that's wonderful. The biggest uh, source of complaints for cars overall is infotainment. And what is one people's complaint about? Navigation system is outdated on some of these cars. Yeah, it's three years old, and some cars don't update their navigation or get it over the air. Now, my Escape, which is a 19, right, has navigation, but it gets over the air updates. Or anytime you plug your phone in, it can down. It goes to the Ford app and downloads updates. Not all cars do that. Sometimes you have to go in and tell it to update or whatever. I have the car look for regular updates. But people look. Even when I was selling cars many years ago, people couldn't figure out how a cassette auto reverse cassette player worked. How do you change sides of the cassette without taking it out? <laughs> well, uh, well, Grandpa, let me talk to you. So if you don't understand it, have the dealer explain it to you or somebody that really knows what they're talking about with your system. Explain to you how to use it because cars have a lot of features and people buy cars. They have a lot of features and they never get to use them because they don't know how to use the system that's in their own car, whether it's navigation or anything else. It's disappointing. Don't buy more car than you want. Don't pay for more features than you want because if you're not going to use them, don't use them. But if you get a bunch of stuff in the car, understand how to use it because cars can do a lot of things now they're pretty cool pretty cool that's what i said right as being an older person apparently uh, in this survey anyways the mid-america truck show is almost here and i want to see you there it's in louisville at the end of march tickets are available through the end of february for free go to the mid-america truck show website and uh, order your tickets now and i'll see you at the show now you know, there's a big planet not that far away from us that could have an atmosphere. I actually think we could terraform it in the future if we put our mind to it and uh, we put our back into it. And <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. And I think we could terraform it and we can live there and it can be a utopia as long as stupid people live there with us. And that's going to be a real problem. And so now we go to Oregon. Yes, that wonderful state that we just love. And so there's a guy, a dude, and he's living in a basement apartment. It's made out of cinder blocks, amazing as that is. And it's really wet down there because it's Oregon. And so it's all moldy. It's got mold growing all over the place. It's got a cement floor with that drain in the middle. And he just lives in there. He's got his card table and he's all lonely. You know, of course, he doesn't have a job, naturally. He doesn't have a girlfriend, which is surprising because, uh, you know, a lot of these idiots get girlfriends. I don't know how they get women to even talk to them. Women shouldn't be even saying hello to them. But regardless of that, that's for another, that's for my re Trucking Answers Relationship podcast. So <laughs> he's sitting there and he's like, you know what? I'm going to go visit my friend. So he grabs his keys turn pulls the chain down on that single light hanging from the wire 
and turns it off and it goes swinging around in the distance and he heads on out, walks up the stairs, 14 flights of stairs up to the ground level and gets in his 2002 Toyota, fires that baby up, gets those 90 horsepowers ready to go and heads over to jail because that's where his friends are. Hey, what are friends for anyway? The thing is, it's not visiting hours right now, it turns out. So, he just drives through the fence. <laughs> but he's got a Toyota Echo, so it can't even get through the fence. It's probably actually about 80 horsepower. And he can't get through the fence. And by the way, the Echo's got the speedometer in the center of the dashboard, which I think is weird. Anyways, <laughs> so he backs up and tries to get through it again. Can't. Gets stuck. Car, look, an echo came to get through a chain link fence. All right, so he says, you know what? I'm only about, you know, tree fitty. Uh, I'm going to just climb this fence. <laughs> you know, he's like, I, I, I used to be in high school. I used to be on the football team. So he climbs the fence. He actually gets up to the top, but then gets stuck on the razor wire. <laughs> Ouch. All right, you got to bring a blanket. Everybody knows this. You got to bring a couple thick blankets to throw over the razor wire to get over the fence. Duh. And he's stuck up there, and the cops in there are like, hey, is that guy trying to get in here? Well, it turns out it's illegal to damage the fence and attempt to break in to jail, even to visit your friends. So they arrest him, and he said he was high on Flocka. Whatever the heck, what is that? Is, there, is this some kind of new drug? We, will we have some government program to hand out Flocka pipes? That's my other question. But that's what he said, Flocka. I don't even know what that is. Uh, so either way, that's what he said he was on. And they took him in, and I don't know, maybe they could share a cell in prison there. I think that'd be one way to see your friends. And they probably impounded his Toyota and sold it for $83 at some kind of police auction. So that's the story for the day. I want everybody to be safe out there. Remember, this podcast goes every Tuesday, Friday, weather and uh, circumstances permitting. And we do a lot of fun on YouTube. We're at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We have a live show. Be over there. Please consider joining the United Federation of Commercial Drivers. The more people that join, the more power we have. UFCD.org, and we'll see you on the next podcast.